You're listening to Let's Go to the Phones on 92.9 FM, The Sack, the seventh most popular sports talk station in Philadelphia. This is why we cannot have nice things in Philadelphia. It is I, Uncle Coggin, coming at you live for another show. Let's go to the phones on 92.9 FM, The Sack. Co-host Chris, producer Pat. You know, I I don't want to declare the Sixers dead. I don't want to declare them dead yet. But they seem like they're on life support as Joel Hans Embiid is hurt. He's hurt. His knee is, Lord knows, the MRI results came back... uh, negative but we all know uh doctors today i mean they can't tell us if we need to wear a mask or not they're gonna figure this guy's (laughs) knee out in less than 24 hours put a mask uh, on the knee yeah well that's actually a good good point yeah just kind of wrap it around it yeah right that's right i I will say coggin i had a look at the mri and uh it looked fine it looked fine to me nothing to be alarmed about yeah it's it's fine i had a look clear yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. No well, deal. you heard it. You heard it here first from Chris. He's fine. <laughs> As you can Joel see here, this is a knee. Yeah. Uh huh. Right here. I think this is the knee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the inside uh, jumble of a knee is very nice. Yeah. Looks strong. It looks healthy. But yes, again, we can't have nice things in Philadelphia. No, it's impossible. We cannot have nice things. Because as if you've been have you have you been living under a rock, people? Have you have you heard? Have you seen this? Have you heard this? Have you seen this? Joel and knee was I, it didn't even look like a knee last Mm-mm. night it looked like it was his back or like his ass yeah yeah like it looked like he he broke his cockix yeah as uh uncle rico would say <laughs> yeah from napoleon dynamite but yes the i mean the sixers lose they lose Embiid. the series all of a sudden is 3-1 well, i thought they swept all yeah, it's yeah, over they, yeah, all of a sudden it's all 3-1 of a sudden it's 3-1 all of a sudden yeah, they really 3-1. snuck up on us yeah. that's right that's right the tides are turning as they say true but so what were your thoughts, gentlemen, from that loss last night? I mean, it's pretty damn clear that if Embiid was healthy, they were probably on their way to another double digit victory. Yeah. I also want to apologize to the city of Philadelphia again for betting the uh, Joel Embiid double double and a oh. Sixers win. Yeah, will you stop doing that? Uh, <laughs> he was like on pace to do it like Poison. five minutes in the game. But then, yeah. yeah. Bet on Westbrook to get a triple-double next game, yeah. please. Mr. Poison. No, but see, then he'll, he'll do it, and they'll win, and it'll be 3-2. Mm. Then it will be 3-2 and really oh, snuck boy. up on us. All right, the well, alarms then, will really be blaring. Yeah, exactly. Well, then maybe don't. Uh, how about not you just bet. not bet on the game? Yeah. Just not going to. Think of Sorry. That? No. But no? I guess for the sake of the city, I won't. I will <laughs> put my but hands up on this one. Bet on another game. Like You know you don't have to bet on the uh, Sixers every time, Chris. Who's saying I'm not betting on the other games? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Double up your bet. Be a smart gambler and sure. double up your bets yeah. on another game. Just stay true. away from more. Gamble Ooh, heavily, six, responsibly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But mostly heavily. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you could bet on uh, Ben Simmons to hit like 40% of his free throws in game mm. five. That'd be nice. That would be nice. What, what did you guys make of that? I think it was uh, bad. The hack of Ben. <laughs> what do you mean bad? I mean, like, I meant more so the hack of Ben strategy. I think it's a smart strategy. Yeah, it, it pissed was. me off, but it's, I mean, it, yeah. if it worked, then what, can you really be mad about it? Like, Mm-mm. 
someone did say on Twitter, I saw that every time he went to the line, it looked like someone was telling him to go upstairs and clean his room. <laughs> he just has like a hangdog expression yeah. on his face when he goes to the line. And it's Shucks. just like, yeah, here I go back to the line again. <laughs> Trying to do my best. Yeah, dopey really dog impression. Yeah. Uh, who is the dog? Droopy on, dog. Uh, Droopy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here uh, I go. <laughs> I don't oh, know. It's yeah, I'm it's bad. Timely reference. Shot. Dog. Oh, man. This one up. I think the one you. thing I think the one thing I want from Ben moving forward, mm-hmm. and I think this is this is his big falling after last night's game. I need some sort of an empty gesture from him. I need him to be on the court after the game shooting free throws. Something <laughs> like that. Something that shows that he's really, you know, putting in the effort. And I, I haven't seen mm-hmm. that from him yet. I want him you know, at, at the practice facility at 5 a.m. the next day, the rest of the team goes yes. home. Yes. He, he goes out there, but there happens to be a, a photographer there yeah. or someone filming. And yeah, I, I, that's gets, what I really want from him. Yeah. The video gets, and I'm doing air quotes here, leaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, Ben is putting up, he's putting in the work after or like, the game. Yeah. He really took this loss hard. Uh, and mm-hmm. you know, he's going to be, he's going to come out really strong on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then really like, he, help. He does like a comment under it that just says like hashtag grinding. Like that's all I want. Just the no. barest of effort. Yeah, exactly. That's it. A gesture. Some sort of it's a gesture. It's not gonna for do it, like I, I understand what you're saying, Chris, but like that's like the equivalent of like trying to cram for a test that you haven't gone to like one class for. Hey. Like, sometimes oh. that works. But Pat, that's that's what that's what what Chris wants. He doesn't, you know, right, we yeah. all know it's not gonna matter. Not gonna do point. anything. Yeah. We yeah, just exactly. want him like like oh ben stayed at the gym like he slept he slept at the at the he he got home from (laughs) philadelphia and he slept on the sixers logo (laughs) and he used a ball he used a ball as a pillow pillow yeah Mm -hmm. he was practicing yeah he was practicing his foul shot he's just throwing a ball up in the air to to perfect his form or he needs to go go to a local playground or something and shoot free throws there. Something to right. something to remind him that it's just just a fun game. Just a just game. Have fun out there. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Go in the driveway. That's all we ask. Yeah, we should ask because we do. I, I forgot to mention we do have a, a special guest coming on the show tonight. So we should ask him his thoughts on what a good empty gesture from Ben would be that would sort of calm all of her our nerves. So we'll yes. we'll bring him on when he uh, when he gets here, but. I like that idea, Chris. That's mystery a great guess. idea. Yeah. Mystery guest. I don't yeah, even know who guess. it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> That's a great Find idea, Chris. I love it. Like, what else could just, yeah, just like, oh, or, or like, ooh, here's a good one. He, um, he, he releases a photo just of him and like a shooting coach tomorrow, yeah. like, like mm-hmm. shaking hands. Yeah. Doesn't even comment on it. You're just like, oh. <gasps> Oh, uh, hey, like he's he's prayers are answered. As, as or, long or as it's pick... not a uh, Drew Hanlon again. Yeah, no Drew Hanlon. <laughs> Drew Hanlon's not allowed on the premises after uh, his debacle with Markel Fultz. I'd love to see him tweet a video of um, was it was it Rick Barry who did that free throw, the underhand like the granny shot free throw. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just him tweet a video of that. Like that's what he's gonna do. Honestly, that <laughs> that can't be any worse than what he would do. People have tried it. People have tried it. Like DeAndre Jordan tried it um, a couple times, but like people in the past, I think Shaq said, like he doesn't. He he said, I think Shaq said, like I don't care if that made me like a seventy percent 
free throw shooter. Just I just wouldn't do it. it. Yeah. I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. And you like Ben Simmons called that into the radio before. Like, yeah, sure. A million times. Like, just do it underhand like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. That that Brent Barry guy. Yeah. <laughs> like Ben Simmons is scared to embarrass. Like he's afraid yeah. of embarrassing himself shooting a jump shot. He's not no. going to do an underhand yeah. free throw well, in front you know of what, Coggin. It's time what? to start thinking about the team not, not about your little brand i agree and, you know ben well, well you're ben simmons super fan number I am, one i am I'll, I'll tell you this my real take is i am concerned i am yeah. very concerned wow what a take well, <laughs> well yeah, here's well no here's the concerning. thing concerning yeah i'm very concerned um the problem too is this is the first round you're already up 3-0 <laughs> And he's hitting fifty percent of these of these hackaben. What happens when it's the finals or like yeah. the Eastern Finals? Yeah. And it's like Game Seven. He's gonna be like throwing it over the backboard, <laughs> he's you know, like or on the ball, or just like shoots. goes like he does like the shower, just goes like two feet and lands like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like oh Ben Simmons is dry heaving yeah. at the foul line. Oh my goodness, <laughs> he'll do the Marco Fult like double pump. Uh, free oh throw. Right. God, remember right. that? Yep. Like I don't think it lost them the game, but it didn't help, and I mean, it's and it's going to be a concern moving forward. Well, it's weird that, and it's weird that um, Doc Rivers didn't even consider taking, and didn't even consider taking him out at the end of the game, where you wouldn't even have had to have taken him taken him out for the remainder of the game. Yeah, All you had to do, minutes, yeah. yeah, was take him out for forty seven seconds. Take him out until they can't do the hack of whomever. Um, within two minutes of the game, and that's all he had to do. Like, yeah, he had five fouls. I know, like, okay, like you're gonna have to take him off the defensive side, but it's not playing aggressive anyway. No, he had five fouls. Like, he's not, right. you know, yeah, he, he's limited by what he can do. And the second you take him off, they're not going to, um, you know, they're not gonna do like the hack of whomever. Yeah, but I mean, is it really gonna hurt at that point? I, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. But you have to also think like. It, wouldn't that just kind of make the problem worse if they're literally like we came and have you on the floor? Yeah. I guess, but at this point in time, it, it's, been, it's been five years into his career. So when do we have to just say like, this is it. This is who he is. We're all still yeah. waiting for him no. to, do, to be better at free yeah. throw shooting and shooting a jump shot. But he is either a not willing to like actually work to, to get better or B, he is working at just it, not gonna get but he's better. just a terrible shooter. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more option B. I don't think yeah, he's like the seems like type of guy who like just isn't around or like doesn't work on anything. I think he just has the yips, just can't figure it out. But I don't think I think a lot of it is him like not wanting to look dumb or like not wanting to like try it because like you saw him in those like YouTube, you know, like the games in the summer a couple years ago, where he's actually like shooting three point shots in a game, like in a scrimmage mm -hmm. and he's nailing it. and like Tobias Harris a couple of years ago said like, look, like he hits these in practice. He hits them in like our summer workouts. And I always tell him like shoot it in the game. Like, I think he just doesn't want to do it in front of people and shoot like 25% from yeah. I mean he didn't do it in the bubble either. Oh, he was hurt in the bubble. Oh yeah, that's true. But wasn't yeah, he didn't he play for a little bit in the bubble? He played a little bit, I think. Yeah, well he was playing great until he got hurt, if you yeah. recall. Like he was playing amazing. Um because I think Embiid was hurt. 
and then he like stepped up and had like a really good like seven game stretch. Yeah, I do remember that. And yeah. then like immediately got hurt, and that was yeah. it. I so, don't know. It's just uh, it's bad. It I don't like Pat said like I don't it. I mean, it kind of cost them a game. Like, what was he five for twelve or something? Like, yeah, hard, like I mean seven extra points or however extra many points that you could have had that like if you were just like an okay free throw sh- three free throw shooter you'd be fine and like mm-hmm. i'm not saying like it obviously doesn't like perfectly translate to five or six extra points like that like they obviously changes the the game if he's making free throws but it's like that's like the one thing you can look at for him and say like dude if you just made those we would have fucking won the game figure yeah. it out like you can't trade at the end of a game like if you're gonna do that and you're gonna leave him in and he's gonna make one of two and you're gonna get one point of possession you have to get stops. So, like, okay, yeah. you're keeping him on for defense, but if you're not, if that's not translating into stops, it's like, uh, like, okay, like maybe yeah. time to do but something. Do you, else all right, here. well, so then who do you bring in? Because I looked up Thibel and his free throw, Max, yeah. Maxie. yeah, but the, I mean, defensively, he's not as good as Simmons. I mean, he's still pretty good, but and you're also putting a lot on a on a rookie in the in his first postseason it's to be still better him. than Ben Simmons. Free yeah. he did. He did I mean, Maxi stepped up, had a great, and like it was, it wasn't like he had a great game like in the second quarter and disappeared. Like, oh, he was, fourth, a, he was he all was over huge. the place, man. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I get it. Like, I get it. I, I, I hate to be like, oh, like you just have to take him out. We didn't even have to take him out for the end. Just that forty-seven seconds. Yeah. No, but in tw- Maxi, we tweeted it last yeah, night. Eighty-seven percent free throw shooters. Yeah. Sir. And we yeah. tweeted it last night and said, like, you can think it's concerning that Ben Simmons can't hit a free throw. And also realize that, like, that specific thing didn't fully lose them the game. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the, it's like the same dumb thing as, like, the process where it's like, like, you can say, like, people just get so obsessed with it. Like, it's just like this big thing that he can't shoot that people, like, want to defend to the death, where it's like, but you can't look at it and be like, that is concerning. Like, yeah. As Pat so eloquently put it, it's a little concerning. Frankly, a little I'm concerned. a little concerned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that narrative never goes yeah. away, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, Look at, I mean, this is obviously a different sport, but I don't know if you guys saw that what happened to the Maple Leafs see last this? night. Did you hear about this? Did, yeah. did you see this? <laughs> no, I did. I missed it. They were up 3 1. So they were, they were like favored to win the Stanley Cup. They were like one of the top three teams to win the Stanley Cup. And they haven't won a, a playoff series since 04, right? Um, they're up 3 1 against the Canadians, who everyone said the Canadians shouldn't even been there. And the Canes came back, and they won Game Seven last night in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. and like Toronto is just the most snake bitten. Fr- but like that's never going to go away, no. unless unless they win. It's like the Cubs, like the right. Cubs, you know, like that'll never go away. That same thing with Simmons. That's never going to go away unless he starts shooting mm. threes or he gets his. I mean, free throws are one thing, but the the threes and just any shot needs to yeah. be fixed. Mm-hmm. No, it's it just happened. anything. Yeah. Happened again, eh? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. oh no. Yeah, we lost again, eh? The Leafs. I've been crying oh, to my Molsons all evening. Yeah, who they lose to? The Canadians. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah also Canadian. Canadian, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, stupid Leafs. Canadians. <laughs> Québécois. I think oh, the, well, I think the dumbest thing about Ben Simmons is, and this is something that people have said on the radio since like his rookie year, just lock him in a gym and make him take a thousand jump shots. Like, you don't think they're doing that? Yeah. 
like of course they're doing that like it's clearly not like a physical thing like these coaches doing yeah it's like just lock (laughs) them in the gym and it's like one is he gonna like you're gonna make him do that and like is he actually gonna take a thousand shots it's like i think he's doing that like he's I think he's trying. I think he's practicing, but if he's not, then hundred percent mental. I, 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 I don't know where too. it came it's, from, but it's 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 bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. And just again, again, he just doesn't want to look stupid. Yeah, he's all about like his brand. I think he's happy to be an all star. He's happy to like have the success that he has. But you know, I, I don't know. He just doesn't. Yeah, I don't. He doesn't want to go like one for five, and. uh yeah. You know, yeah. go one for five from the three point line, and you know, look dumb doing like air ball. Like he yeah. like hit the top of the backboard. Yeah, but somebody did bring up a a pretty good point. Um, uh, that you know, it's like we're all waiting for him for do what Giannis did. Like Giannis was an awful shooter, mm-hmm. but he actually turned himself into like a halfway. He doesn't even have to be like a league average three. No, just like just enough that. They can't collapse in the in the paint and like they have to respect it. So like he could do like the pump fake and, you know, he'll just opens up a million different options for him. But instead, it's like he gets the ball at the elbow and the defender sags off eight feet and, you know, he gets the ball at the three point line and the defender sagging off 10 feet because he knows they have absolutely no there's no threat for him even to bother shooting. I can't believe we're still having this conversation. <laughs> five years of this. It's of, never going to go I, away. I, told I you. can't tell you how many times I've said that exact same thing of just like, he needs to have that threat of, of being able to shoot it. And it's like, every year you say that. And it's like, he just needs to be okay at it. He doesn't need to be Reggie Miller. He just needs to do something. Be able to shoot some 15% from the field. And he just can't do it. He's such a mental midget, and it's just like he really is. Uh, oh, whoa! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, little person, please, huh. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> he's a mental munchkin, as I like to say. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't think Good that's deal. any better. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was that's my impression of a little person getting mad at that. Hey, whoa! <laughs> yeah, hey, boost <laughs> me up there. I'll give you what for. <laughs> but anywho, the other big news from last night. Sports fans have gone crazy. Yeah. They've gone crazy. It's amazing. A gentleman ran out. Some some fat turd ran out on the court. <laughs> that was so funny, man. He <laughs> when he like although he like he like barely made it on the court, like and the guy's like holding on to his legs. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> all right, our guest has arrived. Oh, our oh. guest has arrived. All right. Should we just bring him on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Want me on. to bring him on? Yeah, bring yeah. him on. Okay. There he is. Our mystery guest. Mystery. Our mystery guest. Here he is. All right, here we go. So yes, fans have gone crazy. Have I, they? I think our uh, no. I think our mystery guest will enjoy. What was the Kyrie thing? I don't understand. Like, I know that obviously he used to be on the Celtics, but like they were saying something that he like steps on the logo or something, yeah. and everyone yeah, freaked out. What the hell? On it. Oh, but let's uh let let's bring in our mystery guest. Aton, are you there? Oh boy. I said he was connected to the audio. Hmm. Oh boy. All right. Well, yes. So what what are that oh there he is. There he is. There he is. Although his I think he might be on mute. 
Oh man, these radio you know what? guys. I was on mute. These radio oh, yeah. guys, they don't know what to do with. Podcasts. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Aton Shander. Look, the, this the... is how bad it is. Look. See, oh, I, I got, Whoa, that's cool, I'm though. in the basement right now. I, I've got faux wood paneling. This is my life here. Yeah, but it looked like a studio. I thought you were like in a st- real studio. No, I just, I, you know, all I did was I just nailed some green screen to the top that's of this a really shitty good background. Idea. Yeah, I it. like that. I might that's have it. to get, I might have to get a nice blue screen for my uh, uh, background <laughs> here. But there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Aton Shander, our, our, our vaunted and very pumped up mystery guests. The host, mystery guest, mystery guest. You yes, build we... me up as a mystery guest. What the hell is wrong with you? That's oh, Jesus. You I just mean... lost like half your listenership. This is the guy we stuck oh. around to hear. So well, we, lost we lost five people. Yeah. I was gonna say oh, we're no. down to five. <laughs> Look, eight. Every Shander, number the, counts. The host of the middle show with Harry Mays and Bar- Barrett Brooks, and then a million other credits <laughs> that I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm not even gonna try and read out. Fox no, PHL, no. the gambler. Uh, columnist for the Philly Voice, and what does this I see coming soon? QVC. Yeah, What's coming soon. Ooh. QVC. Mm-hmm. What's or that about? August. So I'm gonna have my certification on July 7th, and from there I'm gonna help launch this new brand by To Eps, which is called Home 360, and I'm gonna be there. Look, I'm gonna be there selling shit like this for you, flashlight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got an emergency light. Oh, Look, I like th- that. This thing, this thing has one of the. You can break uh, the glass. Windows, yeah, yep. you can cut your seatbelt out. I've seen an eighty-pound woman cut her seatbelt out with ease. So all three of you should be able to cut the seatbelt mm. out with this thing. Hmm. Look, it's bet on that. magnet. I am betting on it. I'm betting on you <laughs> oh, buying yeah. it. On oh, top yeah, of that, <laughs> look, it's got all this stuff. So this is what I'm doing. I'm selling stuff like this. It's great. It's awesome. And you know what? Hopefully, if I can get this going, it's enough of a racket where I can quit sports because sports pay shit. <laughs> I don't know if I would lead. I don't know if I would lead off your sales pitch as a as a racket. Yeah, big uh, racket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> don't send this to QVC. Please. Hey, hey, we, we won't we won't use this as your Shark Tank uh, uh, <laughs> audition you. video for Lori for aren't QVC they, on Lori. Aren't they in like uh, like Westchester or something? QVC yeah. or well, the yeah. beauty of it now is that everything is done remote. So mm. you've got a bunch of people in my position, for example, who are guests. That's what they call the people that are on there. So right. basically, there are about four or five people that actually work. I didn't know this, but there are only like four or five people that actually work for QVC. Everybody else works for the vendor and QVC allows them to come on and sell a product. So I'm basically being cure, uh, cleared by QVC to be a guest and then sell product via the vendor. Wow. So this is all being done remotely. Now, everybody, to your point, is used to coming in studio and doing all this. But we've been how like all four of us. Right? We've been living on Zoom well beyond the or before the God. pandemic. Anyway, it's just yeah, shit yeah. we do. So I kind of have a leg up on that where people are fumbling around at home. Oh, my God. I, you know, hey, this is life. Well, the, the, your that product will be the first product I've, I've uh, I'll buy from QVC. I've never bought anything. From QVC before. Have you guys ever bought anything from QVC? No. And we're all about the same no. age. Like, I, do they still do the thing where you have to call up? Yes. Like, yes. talk to somebody. You take calls. 
Yeah, there's always like a like an 80 year old woman. I love this yeah. product. Now think about this. Who would you rather have a conversation with? Some 80 year old woman outside of Kansas City who doesn't know what the hell this flashlight is, or Ingi trying to tell you that you know the, the Sixers need to fire Daryl Morey because they lose <laughs> one game in the first round. I don't know. We were nah, just talking. We were just people. talking about the Sixers, and we were talking about how fans have have gone crazy since letting people back in. You know, you had the guy last night running on the court. You had the spitter. You had the popcorn thrower. Popcorn uh, who else am I admitting? Uh, million fights. Every baseball game seems like it's had like a yeah. brawl, at least one brawl. That's a great point. Baseball's been ahead of the time. All the shit we give baseball about being behind the times. Baseball has had the most aggressive fans for yeah. like the last 20 years. That's right. It didn't like a Dodgers fan, like just like almost beat somebody to death in the last week, like in a parking lot or something. It happens like every year. Copy and paste that story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's always like a Giants fan. They always right. just like destroy. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Well, Aton, we're glad you came on, man, because, you know, through our uh, social media interactions, you and I, uh, it's very it's very obvious to me that you hold sports talk radio at almost a high, high, high amount of disdain as I do. <laughs> and you have you have been gracious enough to have me on your show on The Gambler a few times. And what I like about your format there and your format on the middle is it's very non-traditional. Like if you think about sports talk, you think about, you know, a host bringing up a topic and then, okay, let's uh, bring on the callers. Let's bring up another topic. Let's do a poll. It seems like you guys shun that. that. Yeah. Well, well, all right. It seems like you guys shun that. I mean, like, what are your thoughts on just the whole, and I'll, I'll bring up racket again, but what are your thoughts on the whole industry in Philadelphia? Well, I think we have to look at it where there's one clear cut leader. Right. And that's been a leader, not the whole time, really, over the last couple of years, really, what IP has done to distance themselves from like the fanatic. And to be fair, you know, the gambler is not rating at the at the clip of those other two stations. So it is unfair to look at it from a third station from a rating standpoint, but it does exist and we are selling and we're putting out content. But I, I think what happens is that we have just been ingrained for better or worse because the guy who made sports talk radio truly work in this city is Angelo Cataldi and love or hate. And I usually that's the response you get. I love Angelo. I hate Angelo. Right. It's one of the two, but he mastered it, truly mastered it mm-hmm. to the, to the point where it was like, it was basically, I always say this, it's like citizens bank park, right? The vet, was a dump for a bad baseball game. You go there, you see a bad baseball game, you're stuck in a bad stadium. But Citizens Bank Park is almost designed for, oh, it's a shitty game, bad pitcher, whatever. You don't know who the hell this guy is. You could walk around and still have a really fun time. And I think that's what Cataldi did. He insulated his shows to know that no matter what, there was always going to be people calling. And he did it with this, you call up, we're going to give you something. Look, I listen And there are people that are calling up, waiting on hour upon hour to get a fucking pen, a pen. (laughs) But you know what? It's just this. It's swag, right? Stuff we all get, you know, Michael Scott. Right. That's what this is. It's it's, so that created this mentality in, in Philadelphia. And from there, I think it was just assumed that that's how you do it. That's how you do it. And look, to be fair. 
Cataldi, and look, right through guys on IP right now who are dominating the ratings, that's what's working there. My whole thing has been, why are we trying to copy something like that if we're not duplicating the content? And I mean by this, which is, look, it's no knock on Joe Giglio by any means. He's double digits, I think, right now, destroying the other station. But if you want to beat Joe Giglio in the evening, and you're taking calls to do, you can't half-ass it. Like, if you want to beat IP, you not only have to take calls, but you have to say the most ridiculous shit you can think of because they're doing that and they're doubling slash tripling you. So there's where I think we get into this mode of only one way works, only one way works. Look, Philadelphia podcasting, as you guys know, streaming shows, as you guys know, you're not taking calls. I know the whole thing about emails. And look, you guys have a blast with the satire of it. But the reality is, is that you guys, not just the collective, you who steadies you out there, but everybody like you three out here are talking, you're talking, you're creating content by talking. So it stands to reason that people on the radio should be able to do that as well. And think about this. Ideally you're building tape, you're building shows, you're building a podcast, you're building reps, you're building a stream show to then go to a radio station and say, hey, I deserve a shot. So why should you work, work, work to develop your skill, your strategy and your on air brand only to just sit back and and punch calls? And look, uh, lastly, I'll leave you with this. It, it was it was an act for me. And I always say this. It was a gimmick for me. It was how can I draw calls? So I would yell and scream at people and I'd play the villain on the morning show with Anthony. Why? Because it got calls Works. and that's the, yeah. and that's the thing we did, but I rail my weekend shows. I railed against it and I would go for 20 minutes at a time talking and I'd have the program director hotlining the producer. Are there, are there no calls? Are there no calls? <laughs> no, there are calls. I just don't want to talk to this. Why? Because I heard that asshole call three other shows that day <laughs> and make the same point. So it's, it's become where I kind of am anti-call and look, I get it. They work like sound bites and guests and other stuff work, but I don't know. I just feel like there is such an open platform to do talk and to do content and to bring on guests and to not rely on the same type of calls that that's really where the Genesis came from. I know that was a you, lot. I'm sorry. Yeah. You kind of touched on it though a little bit like with, I, I, I guess people call it like hot takeism and stuff like that. Like how much of that, obviously you said it's a character. Did the station push you in certain directions or say like, you need to like amp this up a little bit to get more callers. Like was that was considered, Obviously, the ratings are a success, but if you were getting a ton of calls, was that considered more successful than like other shows or like were they ever just like saying like you need to take this line or take the contrarian take just to piss people off? So the reality is, is that there was one guy who I think understood that, and that was Matt and Hagen, and he was fired for some odd known reason. And he's out now West in San Francisco, leading the number one station out there. So yeah. clearly he knew what he was talking about. But to your point, Chris, that's where we got a little hands on. That's where it was a program director sitting down before a show and not ever. And, and I'll give Matt credit. He never went full ESPN producer, which is, hey, you say this and then you say this yeah. and then you guys have a fight. He wanted to know what we were talking about and he offered suggestions and he said, you know, that may not get calls and you may be talking to yourself. So the long answer is that, which is we got instruction and direction to push topics that would get calls. But the short answer is once Nahagian was gone and Beasley media stepped in, they didn't know. 
they had no idea. I mean, they had one guy there, Eric Johnson, who was there for, I don't know, 18 months and he was on vacation for six of them. And his message was more calls, more calls, more calls. But then when we pushed him, it was, well, I, I don't know. You guys, you guys are the hosts. So, you know, you figure this out. And that's where it became really frustrating because the only way we could really get, it, it, look, it got to the point where the only way we could get calls were twofold. One, saying the most ridiculous shit and two, putting polls out. That was the are you tired of Ben Simmons? You know, and that's and, and look, Johnny Marks coined the whole 610 thing while working at the Fanatic because it got to the point where people just realized, look, man, if management wants us to keep taking calls, people are not responding to rational, reasonable takes. They're just not. So I think it just was born from that where it was like, dude, and think about this. If you're not getting any direction, you're not getting any coaching, but you're told to go in there and take calls on, on a topic, you may not know what hits and you may not want to sit there with some drawn out topic about how smart and perceptive you are on the Eagles. When all people want to hear is, would you fire Howie Roseman <laughs> 610? And it's like people just gave up and I, and I don't blame them at that point. The, the polls, you bring up an interesting point of the polls because the polls have become... I love the polls. <laughs> yeah, Pat loves them. He can't wait to see. Can't wait to log his vote on the yeah. latest... Um, do you think Ben Simmons needs to improve his free throw shooting? No, <laughs> I don't. Yes, no, maybe. Yeah. Question mark. <laughs> but um, it's like... It maybe seems is like, my favorite. Yeah, there you go. It seems like every show now, unless you're like an established guy, like the only per like the only people that I've, that are doing anything different now on any of the formats seem to be one, you have to have really established yourself as a longtime host for a station. And two, you have to be working on the weekends and sometimes in the morning because every like, as and and I'm alluding to, of course, uh, like Glenn Macklow and Ray Dinger Mm -hmm. doing their uh, show, which is like, they don't take, they don't take a lot of calls. They do like the long form interviews, which are like really fascinating but, you know, they, they put them on Sunday morning at like 10 a.m. to one or whatever. So they're not in the primetime spot. Every other show is this cookie cutter format, which is just like like I mentioned up top, like topic, call, topic, call, commercial. Uh, let's talk about the poll. Let's change the poll question. <laughs> it just seems like it's like what is even like how do you even change that format? Like, like say you're like a new employee at a station. Like, how would you even go about being like, I've got an idea for a show. I want to do this. Like, can I do this? Is, is it possible, Aton? I mean, no. you've been in those situations. Like, it's not possible. Well, here's the thing. Um, I don't think, I don't know what's going on with WIP, but my God, I mean, they are just, they're destroying the fanatic to the point where it's like triple digits in some areas. The mornings are just, it doesn't matter what the fanatic does. So I, I don't know. Here's the thing. And, and this is like Ben Simmons, right? You guys want an analogy. Check this sucker out. This is like like Ben Simmons doesn't think in his own mind he's doing anything wrong because he's an all star because he's with LeBron because he's the, one of the like future arrived young kids in the league. And he's looked at as that and his peers look at him like that. Now we all are mad because of the six points and the free throws and all the other things, because we know that that's going to be an issue. But Simmons looks around and says, well, I'm an all-star. I'm up for defensive player of the year. Like everybody loves me. Coaches are selecting me for all-star games, not fans in that regard. Like that's where I think he, in his own mind is reinforced with, I don't need to change. WIP is the same thing. 
We know we want to stop hearing the same old copy and paste shows where you set up and then defer to the callers. But they look and say, we're up by triple digits. Why change the real issue? And this is where it always comes. Oh, you're salty. Look, the shows I'm on right now, especially the middle, we're out streaming the fanatic. The fanatic would hire me for a year and then fire me anyway. So I just want to get this out there. I'm not <laughs> salty. I wouldn't go back for the fanatic for a contract because they fire people after a year or two anyway, unless you're Mike and that's fine. So it, it doesn't work. And look, IP, I'm not pandering to WIP because they ain't going to hire me. I had a bad exit years ago and it still lingers. So there's no way that WIP is going to hire me either. I just want to get that out there that I'm not still salty on one end, nor am I pandering on the other end. I just I, I come from it like I worked there. I worked at both places and, and I've seen how it is. And, I, and that's all I'm saying is the reality, Coggin, is that somebody should be able to walk in to 97.5 and say, hey, I don't want to take calls. I want to do a show my way. I want to do it completely different than what's going on here. But I think that would be received like a music station where somebody would come in on a midday and show and say, hey, I only want to play deep cuts. You get all that regular bullshit out of here. All I want to do is play deep cuts. That's a hell of a risk because all of a sudden you start going deep cuts on Radiohead and not the regular shit that people know. I don't know why they came in. I, I saw Coggin <laughs> now for the first time and I thought Radiohead for some reason. Uh, yeah, but Radiohead's not bad. Come on. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying is that a program director may look at that and say, we play the hits here. We take calls. We do polls. And I respond and say, well, that shit ain't working. But their response is, and this is the catch 22 of the business. Their response is, well, it's working to a point. If we divert from that, we may lose even worse. And everybody goes, it's middle management, man. This is corporate America. This is middle management. This is somebody not wanting to take a risk because they don't want to lose their job. That's it. That's what it, it always boils down to. Right. No, 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 no. I, come on. Come on. That's a big risk. Yeah, it's a big risk. And guess what? It's going to be your ass if it fails. But you still have pushing and pushing and pushing. It's just falling on deaf ears. Radio does seem to be an industry that is like you don't get a lot of people that are taking risks. I mean, if you see like the, the same material that like all of these dumb like morning shows like, I don't know if people know this, but like they can subscribe to um, companies that will give them like bits and stuff like yeah. and get like the War of the Roses is like a famous one. Like the prank phone calls, which are like you nobody could do prank phone calls anymore. Like the Stern stuff back in the day was like, I think, like in the early 90s and stuff like you could. But like then they made it illegal that you couldn't tape people that didn't right. know that they were being recorded and broadcast them. So now all of these like prank phone call bits <laughs> are like, you know, the host calling up somebody from sales and giving yeah, like them a, a producer. Script. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> who cares? Exactly. So right. It's just like you, you can't you know, you can't have like that Howard Stern moment anymore where like a guy is just going to come in and like turn everything upside down, like on its head. Like it has to be like like Aton, you were saying, like it has to just be this scripted. This works. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, if you want to be in radio, it's what you have to do to get ahead of the business. Yeah. And think about the alternative. I think the alternative is that, you know, every now and again, we see people and, and look, that's fine. Whatever side people want to explain what they believe and subscribe to, that's on them. 
but you'll never get the benefit of the doubt if you're supporting someone like Trump or if you're hating on someone like Trump. And he's the easiest example to use because people exactly like people now, you know, it, it's it's faded some. But Missinelli like had a big spike in one area. It took a big hit in one area because yeah. that was a major part of his program. Now, I'm not uh, that's for better or worse, but that's kind of the only other way we see people taking a risk is moving away from sports and bringing in the real, very real issues in life that blend into sports. Well, guess what? That doesn't always work because as much as it does sound like a cop out for bigots, and that's not me, I'm just explaining that in the reality, there are people who do look at sports radio as an escape. So what happens is it's like, yeah, dude, I get it, man. Like, I fucking hate the guy as much as you do. But at some point, let's get back to a, let's just get back to the baseball game. Yeah. And and that's where I, I think the only other risk we see. But then again, real quick, not everybody's taking that risk. Not every sports talk radio host in Philadelphia turns their show into political stuff. It's people who have the cachet to do it. So I don't fault anybody for doing it. But to your point, it's like, think of it. It's two extremes. It's like, oh, I'm going to go full hot take or I'm going to sound smarter than the room and try to explain why somebody's politics are wrong or somebody's are, are on the money. What do you think about like because so my, to peel back the curtain here, my, my wife's a Steelers <laughs> fan, right? Nice. And she used to listen to Pittsburgh sports radio during Steelers season. And I could not believe like if you think Philly sports radio is bad. Like we, we would listen to two hours of a show and it would be probably 75% commercials and no, like nothing. Oh my God. Nothing. I mean, I don't, what, what are your, what are your thoughts on other cities? Are they, are they kind of doing the same stuff that Philly is? Like I, I'm sure New York has a lot of the same formats with Francesa, but what about like Boston or like, uh, I don't know, Chicago, are they mostly, mostly calls or is it? I think what you get is, is kind of a variation, right? So New York for the fan is built on that. And look, Cataldi, like the fan was around Mike and the mad dog. I mean, that that's what it was. It was two guys going back and forth and then turning it over to the people. And that really was like the early, right? The caveman prehistoric version of sports talk. So yet yeah, the fan absolutely has picked up on that 98, seven, the other station, the ESPN station up there. They, they mirrored it, too. And Mike K for a while was beating Francesa, taking calls. So that that is their their way. But here's the thing. And I, I worked at the fan for a little bit. I had a cup of coffee up there at the fan. One thing I noticed, and this is just the benefit of having tons of teams to talk about, is that there's less. Would you fire this guy? Six one oh, it's basically just coming out and, and giving a monologue. And this is what they told them. No phone calls in the first segment. You got to fill that 15 minute yeah. segment, that 20 minute segment, whatever it was. Sometimes like the overnight hosts, it basically depended on the break. So sometimes you broke like at 15 and there was a five minute break. You come back with an update. You know, Steve Summers and these other guys, they have these big breaks. Other times like, you know, John Jastrzemski or Tony Page, these guys are working a show at two in the morning. You don't have that many sales sold, spots sold. So you're talking for like 18, 19 minutes. You take a minute break and update and then you come back. And that was the direction that the station told the host, which is you're not you don't take calls in the monologue. You set the show up. You talk about the show. And I tell you, 
at no point would, would I ever really hear this hot take stuff because they could open the mic up and say, hey, the Knicks suck, the Mets suck, the Yankees are good, the, the Rangers this, the Devils this, the Islanders this. And next thing you know, you've got six or seven different people trying to call up. Lines were jammed at 3, 4 in the morning heading into a Sunday morning because they were just talking about what's going on in sports. So there is the difference is that for some reason in Philadelphia, and this is the only city guys where I've seen it, we have this need to like beg, like remind people to go full jolly. And I love them. Don't get me wrong, but you know, no passion, no passion, dude, there's passion. (laughs) Just shut, just, just chill for a sec. Like it's okay. You could talk for eight or nine minutes. I worked in Nashville and you know, people weren't as passionate to where they were just by the phone and picking up the phone and yelling and screaming. And you really had to piss people off. You know, you had to take a shot at Phil Fulmer or something like that. You in mean, order Predator, for people. Predators fans weren't uh, clamoring to get on the horn and talk with you, Aton? <laughs> no. And, and in fact, I worked at the time in which the Preds were under threat. There was an owner who was going to take them to Oklahoma City. <laughs> And I was down there integral on the street. I was on the streets, Coggin. All right. <laughs> we had these protests and everything. And it was me and like 10,000 jackasses trying to convince the city <laughs> that they needed a professional hockey team. Meanwhile, you had all the people on the news talk station. Get these damn hot. You know, the, the convention center could be used for this and taxes, all the stuff that made <laughs> sense. Right. About the economy. And I'm just sitting there like, no, no, no. You guys need a hockey team. So they didn't know any better than with the Preds. But, you know, look. You got you got Titan stuff. You got Tennessee stuff. You got a lot of that stuff. But it was really just, you know, the difference, guys, is people were calling up, telling stories. There was more of an intimate conversation about history with the teams and stuff. And it wasn't like, you know, I remember when Buddy Ryan was this. And I mean, it wasn't all this stuff where it was just so heavy. And then like Columbus, I worked in Columbus, too. And that was there was caller interaction, but it was always there was always a call to action. There was always something about Ohio State and there was always something to talk about. And, you know, a lot of times and this was, um, I don't know, four, 12, maybe 2010 or so. It was a lot of just it was it was Ohio State. It was football. It was basketball. Yeah. It was just people talk. It was a college. It was a college stuff. So the long story, I apologize to, just to wrap that part up, which just this seems to be one of the only places I've worked where people feel the need, like compelled to beg for interaction. And I don't get it because the product will always suffer. I feel like one thing from this interview, Aton Shander, Predators super fan, number one. I'm telling you, I would, uh, you know what? Oh shit. It's upstairs. So real quick, if you have a sec, I can tell the story. So I I worked really, I did two jobs down there. Shocker, right? More than one. And I was the news. T- so there was a conservative news talk station, right? I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, what the hell? I'm, I'm, I'm on the radio. It's a job in Nashville. It's a hundred thousand watt station. I can put up with people talking about Rush Limbaugh and shit, tune them out. And I was there to, to do sports. So I was the sports anchor. I was the pop culture person because there were two people that worked on the show that were 25 years older than me. One was the regular host who was like a you know, big libertarian. And the other was a news guy who was major left. So you had this dynamic of the two of them going back and forth. And I'm just like, dude, I'm here to give scores and talk about Taylor Swift. That's really it. So I was on that station. And then I also doubled and did stuff on the ESPN station, just smaller stuff like covered the Titans locker room stuff, a lot of fun down there. But one day during all this Pred stuff, uh, I was out, I was out sick. And I come in the next day 
and the midday show who comes in after me, they come in and they're all wearing these Preds jerseys. They all got these Preds jerseys, these custom Preds jerseys with the names on the back. Michael Del Giorno was the midday host. He had Del Giorno on the back. Tommy Stewart was the producer at Stewart on the back. I'm looking like what? What the what, what did I miss? Oh, the Preds came in yesterday. You must have been sick. They gave everybody jerseys, all this. So I get on the air. Right. I, I interrupt the host. They're talking about some bill, some major bill for the school that needs to be passed for these poor kids. I jump on the air. I say, "Uh, uh-uh, we got a problem here. They were here yesterday. I'm the one. I'm the guy who was the most vocal and yelling and screaming about it. I didn't think anything because who the hell listens like from a sports standpoint. So the next day, the Preds came in. And they gave me a jersey that was signed by everybody on the team. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Look at that. so, who was on you, the team then? Uh, Shea Weber. Keith Primo. Let's see. Oh, shit. Um, nice. who this, was, this was who, 2008. If you look at the 08 right, Rock, Jordan Tutu. Oh, oh Tutu. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure. Primo. Primo wasn't on yeah. there. I'm sorry. Tutu was the guy I was thinking of. I don't know why I got the two mixed up. Well, um, they had that sick goalie. Um, Peke Rene. Was Rene, he was on the Rene team? On there? No. I don't know if he was on that no. team. Yeah, he was. He was in 08. Yeah. I was there. Uh, in Nashville, like two or three years ago in March, this is after they'd been good for a while. I was actually surprised at how much people were into it. We were in Ubers Crazy. and like people were talking about it. Like the Uber driver was like, Are you guys going to the, the Predators game? And like, we were like, No, like we're just here. And they were like really, really into it, but they were really good. So that obviously helps. Some good names like in town. Some too. big names Ryan Suter. Yep. Shea Weber. Yep. Yeah. Rich Peverly. I remember him. God, yeah. Dan, Dan Hamhouse. So I'll give you two things. First off, you're you're 100 percent right. And I think there's a really strong pipeline of people that let start in Chicago and then migrate down. And you see that Chicago Indy like that Midwest. But you come from Chicago. You know, the sport and St. Louis as well, where you started to see a little bit of migration towards Nashville. So I think there was a hockey base mm-hmm. of people that accepted that. It took about 10 years or so to establish yeah. it. But you're right, man. The One of the best things they ever did is they stuck that stadium right downtown in the middle of Broadway, isn't it? Yeah, it's awesome. Right across from the Country Hall of Fame. It's like a gorgeous stadium. It's right there. Do I live two blocks north of there off uh, Broadway? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh my God. I, I was so <laughs> I can imagine that was a little wild. Yeah, that was a little different. <laughs> I, I, I thought, well, I was off the air every day at 1030, right? So yeah. the, the guy, the libertarian host just wanted to smoke weed and play golf all day. So I was like, <laughs> sure. He wouldn't talk politics or anything with me. He, he couldn't wait to get out of there. So I, I, I forgot about all of that. He'd take me out, play golf a couple of times. And then the rest of it was just, you know, to hang out. I'll tell you this. The the two things that drove me nuts about those Predators games was that they gave everybody whistles so that whenever Ugh. Jordan Tutu had the puck, they would go. Woo, woo, doo, 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 oh, God, <laughs> that was that That's would brutal. make you seriously. That would drive you to violence. <laughs> Only second to every. I don't know if they still do it. God, I hope they don't do it. I don't know, Chris, if you saw a game there, but. Every time, every time, it didn't matter if it was one goal or if it was nine goals they scored. Every time they scored a goal, I like it. I love it. Oh, I yeah. want some more of it. I'm like, God, <laughs> I like that. You've got to yeah. give me another. So- yeah, you like it until it's 4 1 in the first. <laughs> um, speaking of like co hosts and, and other guys that you've worked with, uh, and to bring it back to your time at the Fanatic, besides yes. the obvious, there's a few guys I think that everyone knows could be at, like an asshole besides like maybe the, the obvious that we might be thinking of 
uh, I won't give, maybe we could give initials, but we might talk about him a little later in the show. Is there anyone that was like low key there that you were, that people might not expect was just a big asshole to you treated interns poorly or anyone in general at the station that just was a big dick that no one really would expect that nobody would expect. I don't think so. And you know, to be fair to Mike, I, I think that he was. I didn't say Mike. Hey, we didn't, didn't say Mike. Mike. We didn't no, say Mike. but but I, I will. I will. <laughs> I, I think to be fair to Mike, if like if he didn't know you, he was not a dick. He was not an ass like mm-hmm. somebody that was working for free as an intern or, yeah. you know, some like Pat Egan. He would destroy just because I, I just don't think he likes Pat Egan. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if he knew you. Then I think he, you know, there would be a problem or something. He didn't like you. He'd let you know stuff. Um, you know, to be fair, up until the end, we really got along, and that that was the same. And this is not a cop out because honestly, I got along with Howard Eskin really well. I got along with you know Cataldi really well. Cataldi helped me out a lot, especially with all the bullshit acting and and stuff I did on the Fanatic as far as to get by there. Um, you know, a, a lot of these guys, they, they have ego. I'm trying to think if there was any because, you know, think about it like Rob Ellis, for example. Right. Who's he going to be a dick to? The guy was doing a TV show. He okay. was sleeping in his car. <laughs> right. In between. Show. A lot of people didn't realize that people may not like him on the air. That's fine. It's all a subjective business. I get it. I'm not trying to convince people otherwise. But you know, like he's doing a breakfast on Bob show or whatever the hell it was. Broad show. He's coming in. He's sleeping in his car for like 40 minutes. He's coming in. He's doing the show. He's gassed by 130 in the afternoon. Like he's he's not he can't yell. And he's, you know, like. For that standpoint, Mertidis is another guy like, you know, the guy was in management and stuff. He wasn't really um, a dick to anybody. I'm trying to think, you know, as, as much issue and as much problem as I had at that place, it really wasn't with people. I mean, Anthony is and, and people don't believe this, but Anthony is exactly who he is off yeah. the air. People think, oh, that's fake. That's fake. That's he genuine. may be fake, but that's it. Like he is that off the air. He will give you a hug. He'll throw you into the wall. He'll give you a kiss on the head, just <laughs> like he would on the air if you came up. So no, I'm, I'm trying to think like, yeah, you know, maybe I can throw. I don't know. Maybe I'll throw somebody under the bus. Yeah. Matt Lombardo was a piece of okay. shit. You know, right. that yeah, we like that, right? that's our sound bite right was, there. Was Rob Ellis <laughs> sleeping in his car because he had his show on? Yes, that's oh, okay. un- that's unfair. Okay. That's <laughs> unfair. <laughs> and then the yeah. other way, were there were there any guys that got a lot of shit from fans that weren't as bad as me? You okay? Yeah, that's look, fair. He, yeah. Look here, here's but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I I would always tell people, especially on the weekends, if they could, to come in to come in and sit in the show and see that and see the difference. And you guys can see me now and, and see me yelling and screaming. You don't know what you're talking about. Pointing like that. The vein is popping out. And as soon as I go to break, sitting back and laughing and saying that was awesome. And the guy looking at me like, holy shit, you were right. Like what you said on Twitter or what you said on the morning show, like it really is an act in that regard. And I yeah. wouldn't hold back. I would tell people, that's what it is. So, look, I get it. And I don't complain. I'm not complaining because that was part of the role, which was to be an asshole. But I can't tell you how many times I get it now in the middle, for example, where people are like, damn, dude, you're a different host. You're a different host. Uh, yeah, it's different when you don't have to sit there and create something just for for interaction. As far as other people that I think I, I you know, I, I'll stick up for him again. I think Anthony gets a bad rap because yeah. people people see the shtick and people see the cuz and people see all that. 
But look, he's not a bad guy and he's not trying to fool you and he's not trying to, you know, hurt you or do anything like that. Um, as far as somebody who got a bad rap that look again, I, I get that Rob is not a guy for all people and I'm not defending what what he is on the air, but he he's like a legit dude. Um, I don't he know, like nice. Martinez, maybe Martinez when he worked with Mike was looked at as a piece of shit, I think. Yep. And he probably is like, you know, as far as like a scumbag is concerned, but he's not a bad guy. He was, a, I don't he, know. He was, was on Twitter. he was a bad Twitter guy, though. He was like, he always freaks out on yeah, Twitter. He was, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah. I think that was why people thought he was an asshole. There's you very, throw there's somebody very, at me. Who are you thinking about? Yeah, who are you thinking about, Chris? Oh, no one. I think, oh. I think Gargano, Gargano <laughs> yeah. is definitely someone that I had in mind because people give him a lot of shit, but we always say it on the show, uh, Last like before, right before the Sixers playoffs, everyone else was talking about the Eagles. He was talking about the Sixers, and yeah. like he, I think, just likes to talk about what he likes to talk about, which I think is good. And I do, th- I like with Angelo. I think I can. Everyone can see through his shtick at this point, like because it, like he not definitely everyone. phones it in, like <laughs> on certain days. And you're like, yeah, well, no, not as true. Us, uh, you know, seasoned, us in the industry journalists, yeah. see right yeah, through us it. in the yeah. biz. <laughs> no, with Cuz, I think he like generally genuinely gets excited about sports and genuinely like is just like a meatball fan yeah and i'm not like making a joke like an italian joke or like mm. that he's fat joke mm. he's just like a meatball yeah. fan mm. he is like that's not a insult to him like i i think that's why people like him and why people want to listen to him and i think if it is genuine then it's then it's a good bit like it it makes sense you guys know how small Philadelphia is. It, it's the smallest city that in is in existence in this country. And it's not from mm-hmm. size or from population. It's just everybody knows everybody. It's like the whole city is East Town, right? Everybody yeah. knows everybody and all these things. And this is one thing that I learned from Anthony that I saw him do in person, despite everybody yelling, come on, come on, Anthony, like, come on. After shows, he would sit there with people and he would talk to people and he would have these detailed conversations with people. And I'm asking him, like, hey, who is that? Should I know that person? Like, you're talking to that guy for 10 minutes. He's like, no, I never met him before. But you know what? That guy is going to tell somebody else that he had a conversation with me. I didn't blow him off. And it's Philly. And I'm thinking to myself or he says Philadelphia doesn't say Philly. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, you know, that that makes sense. And then you see it. You start to see people. And that, I think, resonates where. It's not like, oh, my God, I got to see fill in the blank host from a distance at a Hooters. It's yeah. I got to put my arm around and have like a legit conversation and, and talk to Anthony. And I think that that transfers over. But look, that's hard. That's hard. Not, there are a lot of people in this business. It may shock you guys, but there are a lot of people in this business who are closed, who are uh, what's the term where it's, it's you know, they're they're very in inverted introvert. Part introvert, of it. Yeah. yeah, they're very introverted and, and they're great on the air. They turn the camera off. They're not talking to a camera. They're talking to a mic and there's a producer and that's it. They don't realize they're talking to 20, 50, 100 K. You put them in front of people. They get a little uncomfortable. They get they get clammed up. I think with Anthony, it's the opposite. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anybody else that like, I mean, come on, you know, Devon Givens is the nicest human being you'll ever meet on the planet. And I'll stand by that. Uh, You know, Joe Torty is another guy. He's working 16 jobs as well. So I, and you know, I'm sure people rip them because they don't like what they're saying. Every now and again, I'll see somebody like destroy Joe Torty on Twitter. You know, you asshole. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, you can disagree with him. I get it. But 
he's like one of the nicest people. <laughs> I, I just go by who put up with my shit when I was there. there so those go. guys are, are higher up on the list. But, um, you know, I don't know how much time you have, Aton. Go ahead. And, uh, I got time. But anywho, you know, I had one more question. But like what was and I'm always fascinated by this because, you know, I, I worked in newspapers for many years and some of the suggestions that I got from editors and bosses about how to gain readers were like mind numbingly stupid. But what was what were, was there any did you ever get a suggestion from like a PD or a boss uh, about how to improve your show or how to get more listeners that just made you like that just like took your breath away at the sheer stupidity of what the person was telling you to do. Does it count if it's not in Philadelphia? Yeah, sure. of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. So I remember I, I was having some issues with a, a co-host and, and I don't want to drag him into this. So that's that's not why I bring it up. But I was having issues with a co-host and the show was just set. This is when I was doing a network show. The show was just set at the opposite time that he was up. Like this dude woke up at 530 in the morning. He had two kids. His wife was pregnant and he was up, up doing everything, working all this stuff. So by the time it was 10 o'clock at night, he just couldn't stay up. And I got it like it was a problem. So I, I went and, and tried to work around and tried to figure out a logistical solution to this. And I remember the program director, Jack, saying to me, hey, man, you know, I really just need three out of five shows. You, you give me three out of five shows each week that are good. Then, who, you know, who cares about the other two? And then at that point, I'm like, all right, I, I, I got to stop. Because if I keep caring, it's going to look like I'm the problem. It's going to look like I'm the pain in the ass. If I keep once I heard that, I was like, wow. And I even asked him, I said, really, you only care about three out of five shows a week? And he's like, yeah, that's, you know, that's all we're really shooting for right now. So at that point, I was like, OK, man, like I, over 50 percent. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You Look, I mean, that, that puts you in the Hall of Fame in baseball, right? Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> there you go. That was rough. That, that was a rough one. Um, now, I think Chris, should we play the game? We do. We did have yeah, a game, have game set up. Let's now, this is it. a game we, we love to play on. Let's go to the phones. It's called real or fake. Chris, do, this is your this is your sure. bit. So do you want to set it up? This is your baby. Okay. So what we do is we go through. I go through Mike Missinelli's Twitter uh, for years past, and I find a couple real tweets and a couple fake tweets. I make up a couple fake tweets. This is great. I'm going to read them off, uh, and and all three. I'm the only one that knows which ones I've wrote, which ones are, are oh Mike's own God, words. This is great. Real or fake? I will go through them, uh, and you guys have to let me know. Are these real or are these fake? Can all I right? just ask a quick question, Chris, sure. before we move on? Yeah. Can, uh -huh. can I steal and repurpose this bit if I credit you? Sure. Yeah, yeah we stole yes. it from somebody else, from so it's fine. Oh, okay, because <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't use Mike. I wouldn't use yeah. Mike. But but this works on so many. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. From like a major celebrity to somebody else in our city, like Howard. I mean, Mike, this yeah. is genius. I don't know who yeah. you stole it from. They're genius. No, we didn't. You're we smart from stealing it too. Yeah, <laughs> we, we made it up. We made it up. Yeah, They're yeah, genius for making this up. Thank you. Yeah, thank yes. you. Yes. All right. So number one. So some some are short. Some are long. All right. So number one. Sonny Corleone had a hairy shoulder problem. That's it. That's it. That's a whole tweet. Okay. I'm gonna say, you know, we all uh, we all know Mike loves The Godfather, but I don't think he would. I don't think he would um, criticize Jimmy Kahn like that. I don't think he would. I don't think he'd criticize the movie. So I'm gonna say that's fake. I think you made that I one. I think up it's right? real. I think it's real. 
Yeah, here's the thing. Did this was this in response to anything? No, this is, this no was just I, I don't creative. know. I don't know. Just off the cuff. Oh, the, I, there are no questions for this. It's just whether or not it's real or fake. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah. Uh huh. Give your reasoning, Aton. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I I think it's it's so obviously real that it's fake. So I'm gonna say it's fake. That one is real. Oh, you got to be kidding me. That's a real one. I I agree. Hair problem or armpit problem? Hairy shoulder problem. Hairy shoulder problem. He does have some hairy hairy shoulders. It wasn't a response to anything. He just tweeted it one day. He must have been watching the Godfather. (laughs) What time was was that tweet? I don't know. I have to find it again. I (laughs) I have them in a doc. (laughs) Seriously. Jeez. I'm not going to be good at this game after that one. All right. Number two. (laughs) Peterson was a goof, and we want to replace him with another goof. No chance. Okay, I can hear him saying those words, so I'm going to say it's real. Oh, yeah. Aton's got a little insider baseball knowledge no. on I got working the first with one Mike wrong, for years. Coggin, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to say that's fake because I don't think he says goof a lot. I think that's kind of like below him. I think it's real. I'm, that seems like a real thing he would say. I made yeah, that now. I, now I'm second. You made it up. I made it up. Yeah. Yeah. So right, that yes. one was based off. I did some research on on the word goof. He uses the word goof a ton. Yeah, so you go back. He uses it. He uses goof and goofball a ton. So I, yeah. that was a play on some research. But oh man, that's right. t- that's like a technicality right there. Yeah. You're nailing us. I know. Jeez. Well, I took a bad road to a, to the right answer. But uh, hey, hey, all that matters, you got it right. These next ones right. get hard. Get hard. All right. Uh, all, right. all right. Only forty five more of these. Yeah, we have a hundred. Hundred to go. <laughs> uh, new rule. All JOs who Eagles cheer at Phil's game should be arrested. The charge being a JO. I can definitely see. This is the problem is that I can not only see him saying that, but I can hear him saying that. <laughs> so I'm going to keep I'm going to say real again because I can hear him like I could see him tweeting that at, I don't know, like 1250 p.m. to gauge how people respond before a show, knowing that's how he's going to lead a show off. That's so segment number real. one. I'm going to agree with you. I say that's real, too. I think Mike was feeling a little spicy that day. I think it's <laughs> fake. Feeling... I think oh, it's fake. Oh, all right. Yeah. I don't think he'd, I don't think he'd tweet out J.O.'s. That one Have is you real. seen his DMs? Fuck. That one is real. It's real. That ah, one is yes. a real one. Ding, ding, ding. No, I've not seen his DMs. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, we Why did I see his DMs? <laughs> yeah, they, I think he's... they were on Crossing Broad. Yeah, we've yeah. all seen a couple <laughs> of them. At least. Oh, the 24 karat loser one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great What a line that is. One of my I give him all the credit in the world for yes. that line. I, st- line. I stole that from him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. That's great. <laughs> I know the I know the fills are on right now, but so is a classic Mickey Rourke, Eric Roberts movie, <laughs> Pope of Greenwich Village on MGM. Uh... I'm going to say fake because he would get a lot of shit diverting from the Philly. Flyers, I can see him doing that, but not the Phillies. So I, I'm going to guess and say that it's fake. I'm going to say fake, too, because I think he would have given like, I think he would have said like, um, like he would have given the actors like a nickname, like if that was a real tweet, like, like Mickey Rob. Yeah, exactly. Mickey Rune and E-Rob. Exactly. Yeah, I'm going to say fake, too. I think that's a little too art house for him. Pope of Greenwich Village. I don't think that's his scene. I like that. I like that reasoning. Come on, Chris. That's real. That's a real tweet. That's a real tweet. Really? Yeah, I was shocked by that one. Yeah. That Is that was the thumbs? One. They took my thumbs. <laughs> Is that the Eric? Or am I getting the wrong Eric Roberts uh, movie? I think that's the correct movie. That's a good I've movie. I've never seen it. That's good. Very, Watch very it. good. Yeah. All right, number five. Cranston, in your honor, giving best performance since BB. 
Maybe Peterson can take notes on how to prepare. I'm going to say that's real because it's wrong. Because I and look, this is my personal interpretation of it, but I thought that show was a little overrated. So oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, yeah. We could go down that if you like. I I but I'm gonna say it's wait, what did I say? Did I say it's real? You said real. Yeah. Uh I think it's real because I think he's wrong. So therefore I, I believe it's real. <laughs> I think you would I think he's real, too, because it's just one. Your honor, I'm sure, was like, who the hell watched your honor? And was like, oh, my God, Cranston was amazing in this movie. What, what like, is your honor? It's the, the one with Kevin Hart. Someone. Yeah. Oh, Kevin wait. Hart. No. no, I'm thinking of the movie. Yeah. Where he is like he's in a wheelchair and Kevin oh, Hart is no, like his buddy. No, no, no. This was the Showtime one off where his yeah. son kills the son in a car accident kills the son of the local mob boss in New Orleans. And Brian Cranston, as the judge, has to corruptly fix the case in order to keep himself and his son alive. Kevin Hart, his son? No, no. I need to go back and see where exactly Kevin Hart was in that. I might have missed him. Yeah. Chad Hanks was in it. Mike does say best performance since BB. Hmm. Yeah, he's in it. That's freaking bad. I'll say that's fake. That's Mm. that's a Coggin. Yeah, I, I said what I don't even remember what I, I said. Think I think he said real. Said, you I and Aton said real. That one right. I made up. I wrote that. One. Oh, yes. Very nice. Yeah. The, by the way, the movie I was thinking of is The Upside. Oh, real, uh, upside. Isn't that a yes. new movie, though? It's like 2016, I think. Oh, wow. Upside. God. All right, let's do some rapid fire here. All right. Okay. Why is it that I cringe every time this Sirianni speaks? Ugh. I see. I can see that real. <laughs> yeah, I'll say real, too. Fake. That one is real. Fuck. All right, there you go. Yeah. He wrote. Uh, he wrote. Uh, he wrote uh, yeah, yeah I was, I'm I was telling you, Pat. He, he writes the randomest. Jesus shit Christ! <laughs> Seriously, a couple more. Yeah, let's do a couple yeah. more, Chris, because we're I have a about more. an hour fifteen. Yeah, obscure quote. Vinny, how many years ago was you made? What? Vinny, Some Goodfellas. Yeah, is he just randomly quoting Goodfellas now? <laughs> I say it's real. I say it's fake. I could I could see you, Chris, come trying to slide in a random yeah. movie quote here towards the end of this. Fake. That's a real one. Yeah, that's a real one. Wait, I know Mike Missinelli better random... than my wife. Seriously, that's not bad. <laughs> All right, two two more. These are these are two of my favorites. All right, John Turturro is not overrated. Stu nod if you say he is. Yes, had to yeah, had this. We also. We also have a, the uh, our classic Stunad of the Week segment. Yes. Oh, nice. Chris, you could have you could have saved that for the mm-hmm. Stunad of the Week. Yeah. I'm going to say it's real, too. Yeah, like, who the hell John is... Tur- is and that's even talking too. about John Turturro? Well, that's the thing. Like, who, who comes out and is like, you know, that John Turturro, he's fucking overrated, man. <laughs> like, who's ripping John Turturro? Right. You ever see Rounders? I'll say it's um, real. I'll say real. I, I made that one up. That one. Damn it! Oh, that's Chris. I'm not good. I'm getting very us. good at these. Uh, we have yeah. this is the third time we've done it, and I'm getting very good at the red herrings. Yeah. And actually yeah. Writing them. Mm. All right. This is the last one. All right. Make it strong. I'm also convinced that, like in the movie Heaven Can Wait, God insert God inserted John Elway in his prime in the Nick Foles body. You know, I am thoroughly and utterly confused at this point because everything I've thought that I could picture him saying and then tweeting has been fake. And the stuff that I'm like, no freaking way. Heaven can wait, huh? Heaven can wait. 
like, couldn't you see him? You know, he's got a the bottle of Keontes out, right? Yeah. He's by the fire. And he's just pounding away with his thumbs on this. Like, what? <laughs> I'll say it's real. I can see that scenario. I'll say it's real. What the hell? I would say real, too. Yeah, I think That's so, too. Real. Yeah. If, I, if I wrote that oh, one, I, nice. I would say that would be an all-time performance. If I made you that might have to up. shut that the pit real. down. If you wrote that, my goodness, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do we have anything else, gentlemen? We are. That was a... Uh, Oh, we go for hours, man. man. We could. Yeah. Well, you're not taking calls. It's amazing how much know, your energy right? sustains <laughs> no, when you're not derailed every five seconds by some idiot. That's all right. Well, we have a surprise for you, Aton. Eagle Shirley is on the line. Yeah. She's going to uh, cackle into the phone. Bernie for from Brumal. Yeah, Bernie. Oh my! Uh, who was the fake? Who was Egan's call? Egan's Dwayne. Persona? Dwayne. Dwayne. From yeah, Sweetsboro. Dwayne from Sweetsboro. Yeah. Is on next. <laughs> my oh my God. goodness. <laughs> Um, Aton, man, thanks a lot for coming on, buddy. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, Absolutely. dude, it was great. Right. Anytime you guys want, I'm happy to have a, a chat to bullshit to do whatever. Uh, I love the game too, so I'm definitely gonna rip that off. But I'll credit Please. you guys for sure. <laughs> Please okay. steal it, Chris. No, Pat, you guys you are any... doing great stuff, man. Thanks, Aton. Any other questions for Aton, or is that it? We're good. Right, Co-work. Cool. We're Fox PHL co-workers. Me and Chris. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. the Drexel preview. Yeah. That's right. Five One and numbers. done. We'll never, <laughs> never, we'll never do that, that again. Is that well, it? Drexel, Drexel's never going to make it again. Yeah. So. No, that's true. Yeah. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Aton, thanks a lot, buddy. You got it, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it, man. Thanks.